everyone. Welcome back to Conversations with Ricky. And <laughs> this is such a um, different and special episode. I've always, always, always wanted to do this. And now I finally get to do it with Chiamaka. Chiamaka, say hi. Hi, everyone. It's me again. Yeah. So you, for two years, you didn't come on the um, podcast, but then you came and now you're back again. So <laughs> good to have you on. And, and this is just Man a demonstration. What can I say? I don't know about that. <laughs> let's not let's not go into the statistics of the episodes that you came on. So I'll say you have a lot more work to promote it anyways. Um, but this is just one more example of how I drag you into things with me. Um, True. So we're going to be... So I asked you guys, I reached out to you guys on my story. Um, and my Instagram account is at thisrookie.com. Uh, so I, I sent out a, you know, a question on my story and I asked you guys to send me stories about relationships or whatever. And you guys sent me some pretty heavy questions, right? So, um, Chamaka, how do you feel? Are you ready? Do you feel, do you feel qualified? To be honest, no. (laughs) Of Of course you're not. We all know that. (laughs) 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 okay so um i think this is the place where we give the disclaimer yes please (laughs) that um the opinions here are opinions of me and my opinions and they do not represent the opinions of where i work or serve in church um (laughs) they are not the opinion of jefferson university or Believers love what comes from These are my opinions, and, and um, we're just going to have a good time. And I'm going to answer the questions from my perspective. And again, um, I'm not married, uh, so that's a perspective that's there. Um, I think that there's also a perspective of a young girl who is 24 you know, who doesn't know everything, who hasn't been through everything, who hasn't experienced everything, but has the Holy Ghost, hallelujah. Um, (laughs) But um, it's also a perspective that is open to learning. It's open to being changed, to more wisdom, to new information. And don't, don't, don't take it so heavily. And I pray that the Holy Spirit is the Lord of all your relationships. You know, <laughs> if you're coming on a podcast for relationship advice, you're not in good shape anyway. So <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. kidding. <laughs> you're, you're in good shape. And we're going to say stuff that's actually going to bless you. I know that for sure. So um, any disclaimers from you, Chamaka? <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to have to second everything you've said. Uh, but I do acknowledge that everything we're going to say is going to come, you know, from the leading of the Holy Spirit. You know, we're not we're going to be joking, but you know expect to get wise counsel in the end okay so let's uh let's dive right in um so let me take the first i'm not going to take the first question i received i'm going to take the the i'm going to take that for last so someone asks here and everyone's anonymous is building a community of new friendships or relationships still realistic in this era? What do you think? A new community. Um, it's realistic. This is something you've dealt with. So it is because I've actually moved a lot mm-hmm. recently in the past, but you know, 
um, going back to Nigeria, then going back to Boston, then coming to New York, like just moving a lot. Um, I've also changed churches. So everywhere you go, you're trying to build a new community. So I'm, it's, I'm going to say that it's very tough. However, you're going to have to be very intentional wherever you find yourself, you know, to really like plug yourself in a place where you have people with like mind who are like-minded or who have same similar interests with you. And you're actually going to have to go out, have to go out of your way to be friendly. You know, yeah. like being, being an adult, it's not the same thing as when you were a child and you just go to recess and you play. and you, Right. You or, or even in college. Right. College. Yeah, you're in the dorms. Yeah. Dorms. Exactly. It's so easy to find a friend or someone to go to dinner with. Like an adult, so people, some of us live alone in our apartments or we live with roommates that we don't even get along with. Or you, you, you're in the master's program. And, like, in the master's, in grad school, I think it's, like, harder to make friends than in undergrad. Right. You have to actually, like, <laughs> be intentional and go out of your way. Yeah. So have you tried it? Um, I think that, for me, in New York, I'm going to speak for my own, myself. For a long time, I don't think I really have friends. I think um, I would, like, you know, I would have, like, people that I was social with in every community I find myself like for example my co-workers like you know I had one of my co-workers who's like you know like a dear sister to me Africa you know we go out together we always like you know she's like my big sister and like you know I, um so it was it was hard for me to like really make friends but I, I'm kind of I'm the kind of person who is social so if I go to work I would I would ha- have someone to talk to at work or like you know um at school I make friends at school but I don't, I don't, I don't know. That it was easy for me to actually like, have people that I would call like my friends, like you know, like, yeah, close friends. Yeah, like a but, community. Yeah, yeah. But I have people I talk to. Um, I mean, even in church, sometimes I feel like it's hard to make friends. Like you have people you work with in ministry, but mm-hmm. are they really your friends? I don't know. Well, I think I think it's funny when I got this question. I actually went back and thought about my friendships over the years. Um, so again, being in um, you know, in, in high school, being in you know, in primary school or in elementary school here in the U.S., like you know, it's easier because you sort of are in the same class as people and you grow with them and continue to grow with them. But I guess like when you move to college, like that's when that's your first like taste of adulthood. But it's not even adulting really. Like there's still a lot of like safety to that. Right. It's such a bubble. So, you know, you make friends with people that look like you, that sound like you, or people that have the same interests as you. In class, you make friends. Um, I didn't make a lot of friends when I went to college actually, because I just didn't really like people. Um, <laughs> but 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 being but being a Christian and knowing that I'm a minister of reconciliation, I've had to like love people. Um, but I just realized like a lot of people are surface level, and I didn't really yes. want surface level friendships ever. Like now, I'm more open to them because I think they serve a purpose. So like yeah. I was even talking to someone about this today, and we're talking about like traveling on trips and. Um, the person was saying how that, oh, you know, you may have 50 people that say they want to travel and then five people that end up traveling. And I was like, yo, to be very honest, like, I'm open to traveling with people I don't really know. Like, yeah, because that's how you make connections. And again, you guys are traveling on that trip because you have similar interests for that trip. You don't have to be best friends to enjoy a trip together, to have to make great memories. You don't. 
because you know you may find you may find that your very close friends are the people that don't even like traveling or they may not be in a position to travel then so are you going to put your life on hold you know so anyway back to that so i think you should have friends for different occasions um but i didn't have friends in fact a lot of my friends were friends that i had over the phone so like or, or online like so I, when i was in college like the people like that were my dear 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 friends jennifer and marilam i would talk to them every day on facetime first it was skype then it moved to facetime when i got uh, my first apple device um and then that continued and in you know in in my in my master's program as well i also didn't have a lot of friends in the city but i made some and i was intentional about the ones that i made so i remember like in college when i found out the people that were around me i first of all started on a basketball team so that meant really? that i was yeah i played basketball <laughs> yeah i did not know this but you, I, no i tell you this every time and you say you did not know this i've definitely told you the story like five times <laughs> i have the recollection <laughs> <laughs> because let's just say you're a hater maybe you don't consider me athletic but <laughs> but i definitely played um on the basketball team at penn state burks and um i even used to travel with them like we traveled to different schools for games wow. and different things yeah but then i just felt like the people weren't really for me they didn't they didn't esteem the things that i esteemed i didn't really like the conversations i didn't curse at all so that was something that people get used to when they're around me. I, th- I think in the US, when they find out that you don't curse, they're always like, "Oh, sorry, sorry for cursing," or "Sorry, um, um, permit me." Like even, even yeah, I've had people say, "Oh, just permit me. I need to say this." Oh, and then they say the f word. I'm like, okay. But um, <laughs> so I noticed that, and then I started praying to God for like friends. Like I actually prayed for friends that would love me, friends that would care for me, friends that would be there for me, friends that I would, that, you know, and I remember that I, I was, I was friendly with people. So don't get me wrong. Like I was not a loner. Um, so I met Kelsey, who is still my friend till today. I met, um, Takwa, who we had lots of fun memories together. And then I met Ali and Jamie. I would say those are people that like have, are still in my life. So I, my my go-to for friendship was always to pray. And it's funny because when when I was growing in the faith and I was like, okay, I'm I'm getting on fire for Christ, but I don't know anyone else who is. And then I prayed to God to bring me friends that love him, friends that are passionate for him. And that was how I find my, my, found myself in Believers Love World Campus Ministry. I met Pastor Nicole, who is one of my dearest friends now. Um, in that same um, space of time, I met um, uh, Chinelo. I met, um, I met um, Halima. I met Benji. So these were my friends when I came to church. So even with church, I think you should still pray. Um, about your relationships like don't just think that okay um just because i'm in church i'm going to meet great people no i think you should still pray for the ones that that will really be your friends so yeah yeah, yeah. Church, church is a great church is a great place to make friends so as far as building a community church is a great place gym is a great place to make friends I think it is because I went to the gym like inconsistently for a little bit and I met a girl there. I won't say we're friends, but 
it's simply because I don't think anyone took it to the next level and I stopped going to the gym. But if I had like continued going to the gym and we kept seeing each other, I'm sure we'll be friends. Like we run into each other on the streets because we live in the same neighborhood and you know, slowly, slowly we will start hugging. Like I kid you not. Like I won't talk to this girl, but like we follow each other on Instagram. I see her sometimes outside my like she'll be outside my office and I'll be in my office just walking her dog. So I'll say that and that, that's when I met at the gym and you know, so I, I would say that you can meet people even my friend now she has like a whole circle of friends from her um rock climbing gym and they had like you know christmas things and they had game nights so she has a lot of circles because she actively like seeks out events to go for and things like another, that. another good place honestly social media because one of the good friends i've made in new york mm-hmm. adora she, I actually met her on Instagram because one time I was like joking and I posted, oh, I'm trying to, like, how do you guys make friends in New York? I'm sorry, how do you guys make friends as an, as adults? And she actually reached out to me um, and we hung out and she's a great person and she's a Christian. She's a young Christian as well, um, Nigerian. And we just went, we went to lunch. I have some mutual followers and stuff. Wow. And that was just from social media? Yeah. Just someone mm. that I, I think I probably came across her page and I saw she was in New York so I followed her and she followed me back and then she slid into my DMs and she's a great person so you know oh that's really nice I agree with you just yeah just taking advantage of your networks and like your interests seeking out activities things like that exactly and I think don't don't be scared to go on like solo dates because you also meet people there too like, don't be scared to, like, sign up for group activities. Let's say you see, like, paint and sip somewhere. Like, sign up for it. You might find people there. Like, I know that I met one of my really good friends from my master's programs, too, by going to school events. So, like, we went to school events. We saw each other there. We also saw each other in class. At some point, like, you have to say hi because you're seeing this person everywhere. And we've remained really good friends since then. Yeah, same. Um, all the friends I made in school, too. This, that's how I made them. I'm going to yeah. Yeah. Yeah, go to school events, and but I think this person is no longer in school, so they're sort of like graduated. Yeah, if you're graduated, I can definitely tell you for sure that it is realistic. But going from work to house to church on Sunday, back to work to house, you will not make any friends. And mm-hmm. and if you then if you are not now valuing the little friends that you have, and I also think that it starts from a place of actually valuing the relationships that are already in your life. Cause every year there's like the there's like the pool to want to add more friends and have more friends. But what about those friends that you haven't called? What about those friends that, that live in the same city as you that you haven't reached out to, you know? True. Yeah. But it, it is realistic. And how about social media? What do you think about like bumble, bumble for friends kind of thing? Would um, you recommend? To be honest. I know someone who tried that to make friends, and everyone there was just trying to get into a relationship. So yeah, people are actually making friends on those places. They're looking for a hookup. I heard that. I heard that some people are actually um, bisexual, and if you say you want friends, then they come. They pretend to be that, and then always want more. Mm-hmm. So, so even though you don't choose, like, oh, I'm here for a relationship, they still try to come in through that. So just be careful. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we don't, I don't think Chamaka is recommending it. Um, I'm, I'm not recommending it strongly either, but I'll say that's extreme measures. Um, 
but yeah um next question hmm let me ask i want to group all the relationship questions together um is therapy necessary for christians if so do you have any recommendations i think counseling is necessary i don't know i don't use the word therapy right um why what's between counseling and therapy i don't know but i think every everyone should get counseled at some point in their life for different for different (laughs) reasons um definitely there's premarital counseling there is you know just counseling based on like certain things you might have in your life right so you have a counselor I don't. That was actually the, one of the relationships, you know, in Harry Tech, we were talking about that today, and that was actually one of the relationships that I didn't, I didn't have. Yeah. But, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, like, you know, the difference between therapy and counseling. I don't know if that you necessarily have to have someone that's called a therapist in your life, mm-hmm. but you do need to have a person who can kind of help you, like, work through certain things. Mm-hmm. I, I think, I think that's important for a Christian, because, um, Sometimes there's things that you need to like deal with, you know. Um, one of like you know, one um, my pastor has counseled me in the past, and one thing that he helped me with was the issue of forgiveness. You know, this was when like there was a whole scandal in one church, and I called him and I was like, you know, pastor, this really bothers me how this is going on, and mm-hmm. you know, all the all the talk that was going on about it. And he just talked to me. He he talked to me about forgiveness in a way that helped me to let go of things that had happened to me like you know personal like mm-hmm. sexual assaults or, and sexual harassment that had happened to me mm. you know? so i think those types of things like people are dealing with those sorts of baggage and you come as a christian and like you know your mind is being renewed yes but like you need to let go of those things in order to pro- progress in your walk with god so i think it's nice it's good to have like that type of counseling that type of relationship where they can help you with that um Ricky, what do you think? I, I, I feel like you're against it. <laughs> I'm against therapy. Yes. Um, I, I think I think it's fair for you to think that, <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not actually. Um, people suffer. Yeah. People suffer, and people suffer needlessly too. I think that um, it's not necessary. By saying necessary, you're saying that it has to be done, that it's super, super important. I don't really think that therapy or counseling is necessary, but I think that it's it's important and it helps. Um, and I think that we weren't made to go through things by ourselves. But so so if you do need therapy because of some trauma, and I have a friend who is a therapist, and I asked her, I said, does everybody need therapy? And she said, no, that she actually has some patients and um, clients. I think she called them clients, not patients. So that it doesn't seem like a stigma, but, you know, clients. And she said that she's had to say, like, look, I don't think you need to be here, but I'm here if you want to talk and you need someone to listen to you. So I do think that it's not 100% needed, but I think that it's important, especially if you've been through some really deep, disturbing things. If you have like, you know, these, yeah, I think if you're, if you're struggling, I think it's worth it. But, and that's my general perspective. But one um, thing I'm going to say though. All right. 
I feel like people think that you going to therapy means that you you, you need like you're damaged or like you you're going through trauma. Sometimes people just don't know how to communicate. Like you, you just don't you just you just do not you just, you're just like you you're you don't know how to be social. You have social anxiety or like you are in a relationship and you you don't you don't know how to like communicate with that person. You don't know how to have fun. Like, but that's like, also that's that, that's also from a place of trauma. Not really. Maybe you just don't know. Like you just like people don't know how to communicate properly. I think it's nice to have someone to teach you social skills, and like to teach mm-hmm. and also like for example like premarital counseling. I think it's important because you know it's it's important because it's I, I think it's important for obvious and many many reasons. Of course, you should do it. Um, but but I, I think the thing with therapy and counseling is like I feel like you need to so so here's my thing right i i think it's important to do it but i also feel like over okay so here's my question right it's more of an established profession right now it's like a profession they go to school for it they learn for it um they have licenses and everything but in the past right 50 years ago 500 years ago 100 years ago there weren't these positions in society but people still had problems and troubles how did people deal with them did people not deal with them is that why the world is a lot of our parents did not deal with the things they were you know they had mm, mm, mm. interesting point so i feel i feel like i think that a healthy balance of if Chemaka, I'll say this. I think if you're not reading, if you're not praying, if you're not involving the Holy Spirit in your life, if you're not actually looking out for things that you can improve in yourself, it's almost impossible in this time that you're not going to need therapy. And I think the only thing that that keeps Christians maybe from going to therapy is if you as a Christian are actually in the Word. You're actually involving the Holy Spirit. You're actually asking Him questions because... There are things that the Holy Spirit has taught me that I'm like, Holy Spirit, this is therapy. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's certain behavior patterns that he's had to draw to my attention and be like, you're doing this and you're doing this. Why do you think you're doing this? And then he tell me why. And in that moment, I'm like, oh, so this is the therapy. It's only the Holy Spirit, it's only the word of God that can cast light to abandonment issues. So... When Christians, people say, when you say umbrella um, term, or oh, should Christians go, well, is that Christian studying the word? Do they have a living, breathing, experiential relationship with the Holy Spirit? Do they know his voice? Are they open to adjusting and learning and moving? If they're not, then they do need help and they should get it. That's my stance. I agree with you in that sense. I don't think every Christian needs to go to a therapist, like I said. To have that counsel that counselor relationship in your life. I think so too. And sometimes that counselor looks like different people. It looks like your mentor that has gone past you. It looks like your pastor that has been in a position similar to you or who has the grace actually to nurture you through that problem. Sometimes it looks like your mom or your dad or your friend. Um don't bottle things in. If you're feeling some type of way, share it to someone that you trust. And I feel like these days, one thing that I'm very good at saying is, I don't know. But I know someone that could help you. 
it's true. Like, I'm always trying to hook people up and be like, okay, um, or, you know, plug people and be like, hey, I think you should talk to this person. I think you should talk to that person. I don't really have the bandwidth to help you for this. So if, and I, and I think that's the conversation that is missing in a lot of these Instagram reels where you hear the person say, oh, um, I'm not your therapist. I'm your friend. I'm not here to deal with your mess. No, friends have mess. And if they have listen you should love them but you should be honest enough to tell them hey i know that you trusted me to tell me about this but i still need i still think you need to talk to someone about this i still think you need to confront this or oh i know someone i know i know i'm a counselor i know a pastor who can who can talk to you about this is what he does um and that leads me to another question so yeah so i think you should decide that but I think more than ever before, let the Holy Spirit really be the Lord of your life. Like he would open things up to you. He would tell you the right things to say. If you involve him in your life, like he would teach you, he will get rid of anxiety and all these things because he will tell you how to think. You know, the Bible talks about having the mind of Christ and it is such a thing. Um, I always share my testimony about how during the pandemic, I was by myself for almost three or four months and how literally it was just God that I didn't break because I can't imagine how someone would, would, would manage without, it was like isolation, like, you know, imprisonment. And yeah, it was, it was horrible. And when, and funny thing was when I was trying to like, take a take a vacation and go to see my family my boss was like oh well you know you could get corona um why don't you just schedule zoom meetings and zoom dinners with your family and i had to be like um first of all i'm just letting you know i'm i'm still going to go but good suggestion because how are you going to tell me like i should have zoom dinner like how does that replace like real human contact? Yeah. You know, so I would say that the only thing that kept me in check was the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit caused me to read and reading actually helped my mind travel. So that was that was a good coping mechanism for me. Um <laughs> What is a Christian's perspective on seeing multiple people at once? Hello. Should you see multiple people at once? Okay, what does seeing mean? That's true. You know, because if it's dating, right? What does dating mean? I think. Yeah, what's seeing, dating, courting? Right. Because I think dating is the part where maybe you're entertaining people. You know, maybe you're going out on dates, you're answering phone calls, like you're receiving gifts, you're mm-hmm. getting to know people to see if you're a match. Um, okay. It's fine. I think that's fine to date multiple people. Like, you know, <laughs> you want to see who fits your vibe and, you know, who has the qualities you're looking for. So I don't think at that point you should be putting all your eggs in one basket. Um, wow. <laughs> That's like the buffet, you know. You want to go see. Yeah, like so, so, so you're basically saying that people should date multiple people, like entertain multiple people, um, go out on dates with multiple people, like see how many you like, keep them, you know, yeah. connected and on strings. Yes. Hmm. Especially, yeah, I think in your youth, 
that's that's how you get to know what you like and what you don't like. Oh, wait, 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 wait. actually, wait, wait, hold on. I'm, I'm <laughs> so wait, so wait. <laughs> okay, let's let's backtrack. <laughs> okay. Now, it depends, right? Okay. When I say when I say that, I don't mean like you know you should like um start just entertaining every Tom, Dick, and Harry that comes your way. I mean. First of all, you are talking to a certain type of person, right? You know, maybe there are certain brothers in your church. Maybe two brothers have, have approached your pastor about you or something like that. Like, I think it's okay to talk to both of them and get to know both of them, right? This is not the, this is not the type of thing where it's like you're going out there looking for relationships, dating around just to see. I think the Holy Spirit can definitely lead you to a person. But, like, it's okay to talk to and see, like, okay, do we, do we vibe? Do we not vibe? Hmm. Okay, well, Shemak has shared with you the a Christian's, because you asked, what is a Christian's perspective? That's a Christian's <laughs> perspective. So, um, I mean, I think what you're saying is agreeable, and it makes sense, um, but I, I'll leave it at that. Mm. <laughs> no opinions. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I think it's I think it's personal. If you feel like you've seen one person that is everything, that is serious and is going somewhere, then maybe entertaining other people may be a waste of time. Um, but if you haven't, right? Because if you have one person that you actually really like, I think the only reason is the only way it's practical for you to be entertaining people is if you're not really serious about any of them. Like you don't really like them. You're just maybe a sister that wants to get married to a prospective husband. Mm-hmm. So, um, brother James comes, brother Anthony comes, brother Mike comes, <laughs> and they all seem like okay guys, but you know, maybe brother Mike is the one with the soft spot, and then you just but if you actually like I feel like if you're actually friends and you really oh, like one, that. yeah, like if you if you developed a friendship or or something and you actually really like one person, I don't think you have the emotional bandwidth to be going around and seeing multiple people and still hoping that brother Mike will choose you. And I feel like eventually when word goes around that you're seeing like six brothers, like after church on... I don't think on... it has to go around like that. I think no! <laughs> dating, dating is more so, I think what it should be as a Christian, is more so like building a relationship with these people. I don't think I'm, I have to be like... I don't know. I don't, yeah, no, 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 you're not. Yeah, but so still... I'm doing a, maybe I'm going to work with them more you know, maybe like answering your phone calls. Like, I'm okay, okay, I'm okay. Be like, do I like you? <laughs> okay, you, you, you and brother Mike have gone on a few dates. You guys work in choir together. Then, you know, Friday afternoon, he's texting you, like, oh, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm kind of busy tonight. <laughs> <laughs> then he's like, oh, you know, do you want me to, do you want to go and get ice cream? And you're like, oh, no, I don't want to get ice cream. Then he sees you getting ice cream on your Instagram story. <laughs> and then told that you're actually getting ice cream with Brother Smith. It's just... <laughs> I think the key here is to be honest. What he's saying, like, you know, I'm going out with Brother Smith tonight. You don't owe him anything. He's not your boyfriend. He's not your man. Like, just be honest and you won't get in trouble. <laughs> See, but you like Brother Mike, though. 
I don't know. Me, I'll say do what I'll say do what you want because me, I'm not here to tell you to be seeing multiple people at once at the same time. I think I think what the dating period really is is sort of like a perusing, right? It's your time to get to know and detach if you don't like. Get to know and detach if you don't like. But whether at the exact same time is what I really don't know. Yeah, because it shouldn't take you. Um, I don't think it should take you like you know, one year to know whether you don't want to be with this person or not. Um, so that's, that's, yeah. I don't know about it all happening at the same time, but I think it's a, essentially it's a time to actually know what you want, who you want, and whether this person is for you. Um, whether Chamaka is like, oh, it could all happen around the same time. And then if it does, like, more trouble yeah, for you. Apply, when, when one person applies pressure, the other people... Yeah, because sometimes, like, it, yeah, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it comes all at once. So you may be having uh, suitors from different countries and different people all in the same, and it may be hard to decide. But, yeah. Just don't make any commitments to anybody at the same time. Just as long as your heart is pure. Like, I'm just trying to get to know these guys. And communicate. Don't be lying. Like, (laughs) (laughs) just be like, look, there are four other people. (laughs) There there are four other people like you. So, (laughs) (laughs) okay. So that brings me to my next question that someone asked: What are qualities to look for in a man? First of all, I don't know why you're asking me this. Um, <laughs> uh, but I'll take it that you I'll take it that you asked it do you think that there are a set like a specific set of or do you think that it's it's like peculiar to whoever it is that, that wants those qualities because people say oh I want a God-fearing man not everybody wants a God-fearing man some people are not God-fearing themselves why, why they doing a God-fearing man they won't even know one if one smack them in their face Okay, I think for a Christian, right, there's the base, like, the bare minimum. Which is? Someone who is spirit-filled and serving God. Mm. Who's, who's living, like, surrendered to God. I think that's the bare minimum for every Christian. And everything else is, like, your own Yeah, person. yeah. It's like saying, oh, I want a man. Like, you're not going to look at a 17-year-old boy. It's in the same way, like, the bare minimum is, like, an age requirement for you. Like, oh, someone right. who's mature. I think being born again serving God, planted in God's house, mm-hmm. submitted to authority, yes. like responsible, like those are the bare minimums. Like it's right. not, we're not going to belabor those points, right? But now, in mm-hmm. even in that, even in people that are serving, people that are that love God, they they caters to it. So let's exactly. talk about actually let's let's actually talk about preference. And I was actually thinking about this question and I was thinking about it in the sense that Honestly, if you ask the average girl what she wants, she's going to write a whole book. Yep. But none of it is realistic. So for you, what do you say like are top five qualities that you want that are desirable for you? Um, I think number one, a man who knows how to communicate. I'm really big on communication. I don't know. A lot of people don't communicate well. <laughs> but one, a man who knows how to communicate very well like communicate his feelings his desires his everything um a man who is generous like who's a giver you know Mm. a man who is stingy um a man who is mm, who is intelligent like you know smart 
um, yeah, creative. Um, and someone who's kind. I really want someone who is just like a nice person, who's kind, who's soft with me. Um, not, not aggressive. <laughs> and let me see. Someone I'll put you in your place. <laughs> oh man, I, 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 I like I like I like men who are like assertive, but not like in a way that he's aggressive. Yeah. Um. I think I like to, I want someone who's family oriented. Like I think family is really big, big to me, big, big to me. So I like a man who's family oriented. Oh, and that's that's so touching. Um, I think for me, someone who is kind. I think kindness and generosity are so important to me. Like, and mm-hmm. how do they treat other people? That's so big. Like. How they treat how they treat their mother, how they treat their you know their father, how do they treat their sisters, how do they treat people, the you know, the 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 waiter at the restaurant, the person that nobody is looking at, like are they actually kind? Are they giving? Um yes. hon- honesty is important to me, like it's top there. Mm-hmm. In fact, dishonesty is such a deal breaker for me. I think honesty is super important. Like, are they actually honest? Um, I think communication is important, but I would say emotional intelligence are not really because communication mm-hmm. is different, right? Um, you don't want someone that like wants to talk about everything all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that can be stressful. Um, intelligence and availability. And availability. Yeah. I think I think teachability too for me is up there. That's true, because then you can you can help him develop on the areas that he doesn't have. <laughs> no, not even. It's not even really about helping. It's about him being open, open to learning. Open. Yeah, open to like understanding, teachability. Someone that's kind. Someone that I want. Someone that actually loves me and likes me, because I've seen so much, and I just feel like some people are with people that don't actually like them. Right. Like this person doesn't like you. <laughs> Forget about this relationship that you're trying to fight for. They don't like you. They, they, you know, they, they, they were turning twenty nine, and it was time for them to marry. Mm-hmm. And you were a nice suggestion, but it's not about you. It's about a woman. Right. So, so I think it, it could have been anybody at that point because they were ready. So I feel like for me, I just want someone that really likes me. And then this feels like a lot, but the the final one is just safety. Like, it's important that I feel emotionally, like, physically safe, financially safe. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, it's true. Like, yeah. security. Like, I'm not worried about, oh, are we going to be, what's going to happen to Just safe. Safe with your decisions, safe with your leadership, safe with your choices. Like, you know, you're choosing something and saying, oh, I think we should do this. And I'm already scared in my heart. Like, this may not work. Um, so just someone that I feel, I feel safe around, like safe emotionally with, because they're not going to take advantage of mm-hmm. you. Um, safe because, you know, maybe they're strong. And if anything happens, they can fight. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But just someone that thinks of your safety, you know, the kind of person that will check if the door is locked because yeah. I forget to lock my door sometimes. You know, um, probably yeah. shouldn't say that. That's my dad. Yeah. So someone that someone that would, like make sure that okay, like even see things that you didn't even see. Like I remember, I remember growing up. Like my dad didn't like all of us traveling at the same time. I didn't. I didn't realize that it was because 
he didn't want something to happen to everybody <laughs> and he was trying to spread out the risk so you know we, yeah we hardly ever traveled all at the same dates um so that's something i just thought hmm, interesting i mean that's a phobia it seems like but it's sort of a way to like save his posterity and um, save his generation or something like that so that yeah we don't all fly on the same day type of thing but yeah just someone that's yeah i would personally say a mixture of my brothers and my dad and then take away all the bad things <laughs> well, i feel like my dad has set such a high standard yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah it's true i mean my yeah I, th- I think so too i think having two brothers that are like loving and kind and having my dad that barely says no to me has really really spoiled me so yeah like my 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 um my younger brother is like he's the kind of person that will hug you in public that'll say i love you in public my older brother is like kind he's generous like you know he's also available too so i think i think having that has really spoiled me so I, i'll take a mixture of my brothers and and my dad and and all the things that i don't like in them take it away <laughs> <laughs> all right so next question um Modern, traditional marriage, or both? Which would you prefer? I think by modern, maybe like white church wedding. What do you, What do you think? What kind of weddings do? You, what yeah ceremonies do you want? Oh, it's wedding, not marriage. Okay. Um, wait, wait, no, 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 no. Okay, I understand the question. So, modern, traditional marriage, or both? Which would you prefer? So, like a modern marriage, or I don't know what a modern marriage is. A traditional marriage is. I just want someone that loves me like Christ loves the church. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but let's talk I, about I, weddings, I, I, though. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say the same thing. I, I just, I agree with the biblical principles. Loves me, Christ of the church, and I will submit. I have no objection to submitting at this point in my life. I think it's something I, you know, <laughs> I used to have it, but I don't anymore. I'm actually okay to submit for enjoyment. Yeah. just make sure it's, <laughs> see who doesn't want to submit you say oh well i prepared this who doesn't want to submit to enjoyment i want to submit to enjoyment i want to submit to safety what am i doing being yeah, strong exactly. i don't need to be strong <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm not a feminist <laughs> yeah, so people have a, the wrong misconception of what, of what it is if he loves me first like christ of the church oh gladly i'll submit like if he's willing to you know the way Christ has loved me, he's willing to die for me. Oh, period. I'll submit. Like, no, no objections there, right? <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, How about weddings? What kind of weddings do you want? Big, small, white, traditional? I want, I definitely want traditional and white. I'm evil, mm. so. I'm evil. Do you know that? Did you see that video? Do you see that reel? Like, oh, I'm evil. I'm evil. I'm evil. Did you see that real with Genevieve? No. Oh, it was funny. I was talking about, oh, don't want to go to village in the Christmas, something like that. I'm evil. Like, as in, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, I think I like court wedding for the simplicity. Like, I actually like to do a court wedding photo shoot with the nice uh, pant, white pantsuit and the fascinator. I like that. I think it's nice. Um, I would actually really like a destination small white wedding, fifty, sixty people. Really? The, I I don't know, but I I just I I think I like it. All the people I care about, like really, really care about, in one small space, one um small place, maybe in the U.S. on on a castle, 
you know, everyone just, I really, if you know me, you know that I care about creating memories. Mm-hmm. Like I care about, I care about experiences and I care about making memories. So I feel like 60 people tops or 50 tops, everyone I really, 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 really care about my family, mm-hmm. his family, my friends, people in my circle, all the important people go somewhere, go to like rent out a castle or a resort and actually do it there and have the wedding there, make it small, dance and play and laugh and not be bothered about who from society is there. I think that, <laughs> yeah, the, the traditional wedding is for my parents. So I probably am not going to have much of a say in that anyways. Right. Yeah. So that's what I think. Um, yeah, let me see more questions that we have. We have some more questions, but I'm skipping them because I don't want them to all sound the same. Um, how can one recover from a parent's wound or practice forgiveness when hurt by a parent? You want to answer that? Um, I will. How can one recover from a parent's wound or practice forgiveness when hurt by a parent? Um, it, I think that when it comes to parents, right, or when it comes to people in general, I think we should learn to be gracious with people. But when it comes to parents, and, and again, I've, I was privileged to have really good parents. Mm-hmm. Parents have the ability to mess up a child for the rest of their life and mess up that whole generation. I was listening to something and someone was talking to me about how like like what the parents did affected him his whole life where you know he never feels like he's ever done anything good enough because even when he would come first in class his parents would be like oh yeah you came first but you didn't get a hundred not good enough or you came second why didn't you come first not good enough so he went through his whole life thinking he's not good enough like nothing is ever okay and not only for him but nothing anyone did was good enough for him because he always felt like oh it's not good enough there's more always more to be done so i think parents do play a huge role in really messing people up um it's not easy i don't think it's easy to forgive a parent especially when things are playing out that shouldn't have happened, but happened because of your parents. I think one thing to realize is this, that first of all, things can change. Things don't have to be that way. Um, And I didn't say them. They may not change. They may still be the way they are. They may not even realize what they've done, but hurt people hurt people. And that is facts. Something messed them up. Someone messed them up. And the whole point of that was to steal that joy, was to steal your joy, was to cut short your destiny, cut short your future. And I think, first of all, you should come from a place of don't let it happen to you. Now that you've realized they hurt you, seek out the help you need. Um, Again, when we talk about prayer, we're talking about talking to God. There's actually nothing that he can't do. There's no pain. There's no hurt that he can't help you deal with if you would just be open and honest with him god actually loves for you to come to him with troubles he loves for you to say lord i'm at my wit's end i don't know what to do about this god loves that he actually wants that he honors you when he does that lord my heart is broken my parents have done this to me and i don't know how else to deal with this 
talk to him the way that you would talk to a friend and he will help you. He would help you through books. He would help you through sending you a message. He will help you through sending you the support that you need, sending you the resources. He would direct you. He would, he would talk to, he would help you. It doesn't always seem like, oh, there are many ways that he would help you. But I'll say as far as your parents, one thing that you must always think is that they don't have everything figured out. Right. I think the day that I stopped seeing my parents as perfect people was yeah. such a freeing moment for me. They are not perfect in, in the sense of it, meaning that they don't make mistakes. They probably had you when they were 19 or 21 or 22 or 23. I mean, I'm 24 right now and I don't have everything figured out as it were. So I can't imagine having a child at this age with everything, with the whole pressure and the situation. It's tough. So... I would say cut them some slack. They probably will be able to put you through a lot. Understand that they have limitations and love them nonetheless. Because the Bible actually says to honor your parents. Honor your father, yeah. And it's, it so, doesn't matter whether they did good or they did bad. But yeah, go ahead, Chama. Right, because right now, you know, the culture is to cut off anyone who's not serving you and anyone who's toxic in your life. But Right. You know, just so that toxic person says, actually, yeah. Yeah, from the Bible, it literally says to honor your father and mother. So I think, you know, it's really your responsibility to do your part to ensure that your heart towards your father and mother is pure. Like, you don't want to have any, like, you know, malice or any, like, baggage concerning them. So you do the part. Like, do your, play your part in, like, bringing this to the Holy Spirit and asking him to help you to heal and to mend that relationship. Because it's actually a very important relationship in your life. And there's a, a lot of blessings, spiritual blessings, that you'd be missing out on if you don't have that, like, relationship of honor with your father and mother if you if you know you're, you're going to be cheating your own self if you don't mend the relationship so i really i really would recommend that you just you know go you know do what you need to do like talk to the holy spirit about it and let him mend that relationship because that honor is very very essential for you yeah yeah and what does the bible say to to love those who despitefully use you and, and to pray for them you know um I, I think I think you you, you still yeah. yeah there's so much there's actually so much healing in the in the recognition that this person did all that they knew how to do you know I even use this example of my parents like my father is not the touchy type like I I think if I even tell my dad I love you like he'll say thank you I'm being like I don't think I've ever no it's true and I had to confront this as a young girl like I don't think I'd ever heard my dad say I love you to me. Right. But I had to like, and this was the Holy Spirit helping me through this because at a point I felt like, okay, is it that he didn't love me? You know, because I, I, I met other girls who like were super close to their dad, would jump on their dad. But I actually like, it was literally the Holy Spirit that told me, okay, look at him and look at everything that he's done and look at how he's been present in your life. That was, that was an opportunity for the devil to sort of steal away my joy steal away the relationship that we have but the holy spirit sort of helped me and said okay look at him he's his understanding of love is providing because that's all he knows so if you hold it against him for all he knows he'll be thinking you ungrateful child after everything i've done for you you haven't no but the holy spirit actually helped me understand that this man loves you but this is the way that he's learned to show love you know, and I think at the time, I later spoke to my dad about how when we when we were in school, he didn't call. 
he never called during like the calling days because we could when i was in boarding school and he could call on the weekends he never called and he didn't really come for visiting days unless my mom was out of the country or she traveled and then he would come or sometimes she would even send someone and he said to me he said well the agreement between me and your mom was, and I know this was never an agreement. They actually didn't talk about this, but in his head, <laughs> in his head, he said the agreement was I would stay home on visiting days and take care of the house and she would travel to see you guys. I would take care of the school fees and she would take care of everything else. This was probably not an agreement they made. But this was what he had in his head, that my responsibility, my love towards my children would be in taking care of the school fees, would be making sure they had a place to come back home to, making sure that the, everything they needed was provided, and she would take care of the soft side. So if I penalize my dad for not being soft, I wouldn't have the relationship I have with him where even though he has never said, I love you, I don't feel any less loved. Right. And I would have had to go to therapy for that. <laughs> it's true. You know, so so that that's what I think. Like when parents hurt you, um, if it's a, if it's a life threatening situation, I would say find a way to get out immediately. But also right. in the same vein, know that um, they're limited by what they know. You see, so just love them nonetheless, and and. And don't carry that hurt. Because if you carry that hurt, you're also going to hurt someone. Um, Let me see. Ooh, I like this one. Is it... Um, do we want to take any more dating ones? <laughs> is it advisable to date someone who isn't in the same as you? <laughs> you are so... <laughs> <laughs> is it advisable... I don't know. Probably not. I think advisable. No. But I think people should do what they want to do. Right. <laughs> like I, I'm, 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 I'm advising you to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not. I don't know that I'm advising you. And I think, I think it's your decision to make. Um, in the sense that you need to draw up a list of pros and cons. What is really important to you? Because for some people, what is really important to them is to be married to anybody by any means necessary. Now, if that's your case, I guess being in the ministry, in the same ministry, is not important to you. But I guess the only reason you're asking this is probably because you care about the ministry you're in, where God has planted yeah. you. And I sometimes think that, you know, sometimes the way we think, right? So, you know, God says which was in the rhapsody of a few days ago, God says, I have good plans for you. Plans to prosper you. Plans to bring you to an expected end. The God who said that sent you to a ministry. It's sort of almost bizarre that he would also want someone from you that believes something that is not close to what where he has sent you. I think for me, the major concern is not, is the person a Christian? You can marry a pastor in another church that's doing really well. But I think, what do we believe? Where do we see eye to eye? Um, am, I, am, I, am I a faith church or am I a church that thinks faith is outdated? Am I in a church that experiences miracles on a continuous basis and experiences the supernatural? Or am I in a church that doesn't take 
the supernatural serious and if those things are important to you then i find it yeah go on i think it's also how you view the, this ministry in your life like if you if your ministry is more than just a church you go to like if yeah it's a vision, if it's a vision that you're part right. of right like i don't see how the person who is one with you will, will be in another vision mm-hmm. and you're in a separate one like how you know you guys should be walking in unity right so un- unless maybe this is just like a church you go to every sunday mm-hmm. um and you're being blessed you're not really committed and then I guess it's fine. <laughs> but if it's, this is like a vision you're carrying on your head, I don't see how you would go another place because, you know, you guys will not necessarily be walking. Really. But that's that's what I think. But Yeah, I think, I think, is it important to you that you guys believe the same things? Is it important to you that when you guys have kids, your kids will come to your church or his church? Oh. Like, if those, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a good place to be personally seeing that and being close to it i don't think that you want to believe two separate things um i don't think that you also want to be in two separate worship houses but i think that you should you know during this whole process you should be under advisement you should be under some counseling and yeah i think i think it works either way but you, every situation depending is different. On you. Yeah. yeah depending on you depend, depending on who it is it really just depends i don't think there's any blanket answer for this because mm-hmm. i've seen people that have done both and it didn't work out and also just because somebody's in the same ministry as you doesn't mean that mm-hmm. they actually believe the same things yeah, that you exactly. believe they may just be there to pass time and just because someone's in a different ministry doesn't mean that they are not really for you right. i really feel like yeah just Follow the leading of the Holy Spirit in oh, that. I love that yeah. Um, what is the best way to attract the right kind of people in your life, i.e., rookie? <laughs> what would you say? Um, I think you should start by being the right kind of person. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so how do you be the right kind of person? Yeah, so I would say, like, start, first of all, like, focus on, you know, working on yourself, like, building your relationship with God, um, serving God, and, you know, working on your dreams, your career, your goals, um, making sure you're a, per- a person who has something to give, right? If you're someone who has something to give, people will draw to you. Mm. you know? So don't, don't be an empty person trying to, like, attract the right type of person like be someone who has a lot to give and when you have stuff to give those people will draw to you and you'll be able to give as you take as well yeah i I think i think you answered that perfectly i think one of the best ways to have the right people around you is to have the right energy yourself because they will be drawn to you they'll be attracted to something on the inside of you so if you can work on being your best possible self if you can work on healing, if you can work on learning to love people and accept people and show up for people, if you can be the person that the right kind of people will want, like be the person you want for yourself. First of all, be that person. Be the person that is great at communication, that is quick to forgiveness, that is slow to anger, that is loving, that is kind, that is giving, that's understanding, that's available. Be that person. And I think, you know, the Bible says that he who wants friends must first be friendly. So also be friendly. And I think, you know, with prayer, with preparedness, 
the right people would actually come to you? Um, great, great, great questions. Let me see. Mm, let me see. Uh, yeah, I think we've answered most of it. Is there a Bible story or verse that talks about healing from heartbreak or losing friends? You know, maybe the book of Lamentations. <laughs> uh, what do you think? Yikes. I'm thinking. Um, is, is there a Bible story that talks about heartbreak or healing from friends? How about, you know, the book of uh, Ruth? Naomi was definitely heartbroken. She lost her husband and her two sons all in a short period of time. Heartbreak, you can say Job too. It's true, Job. Job lost his family, lost everything he had. Um, they trusted God. <laughs> you know, they stay they stay trusting God. Um I don't know if there's like a direct story in the Bible that talks about losing friends, but yeah. Chamaka, what's your advice to someone who keeps losing friends? Yeah, I think the problem might be you. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> if you keep losing friends, then yeah, you got to check. Because you know, sometimes we want to blame everyone but ourselves, but you can't keep losing friends, right? <laughs> Everyone can't be the problem. <laughs> Everyone is the problem. Hmm. So ah. you might want to check. No, this, evaluate. this one comes too close to home. I think that, yeah, I, don't, don't listen to Chamaka. You are not the problem, boo. You're actually not the problem. I think that what it, I think that what it is is this. Losing friends is a normal part of life you will lose friends because you will grow up and you will grow apart and you will have differences and sometimes you will make mistakes but yeah that's what i think i think that you know if you do lose friends figure out why you're losing friends like she said it could be about you but it could potentially be about just growing up and growing apart. And it, could, it can also be about God's divine positioning for your life. I would say that, was, I would say that there's some friends that if I didn't lose, I wouldn't be where I am today. I needed to lose them. Yeah. To go to, some friends are baggages and weights. You need to let them go. So it depends on the type of friends. Exactly. Some types of friends, I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, like if all your friends, yeah, yeah, you will lose friends, especially if you're growing in the faith. Like some people that God doesn't want to have influence over your lives anymore, you you will lose them. You know, you will lose friends also, also if you're reckless. But I would say that you know, watch why you're losing friends, and you know, I would say pray for them, pray for people, and just know that you will make other friends. So I've lost a lot of friends. I've also gained a lot of friends. And yeah, there are different yeah. seasons in our lives, so don't don't hold this to your chest. You're not the first person. You're not the only person. You're you're not the problem, but I'm sure that you can also work on yourself. Yeah, you yeah. might be. <laughs> 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 okay, okay. To our friendship experts. <laughs>
Um, yeah, so all in all, great questions. Ask I'm still trying to decide. Oh, you have, yeah, you have two questions, actually. Yes. Okay, yeah, ask your questions. Yeah, someone asked, is it okay to not want friends when serving God? Who heard this person? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by they don't want friends when serving God? So I guess the idea is that, you know, as someone who serves God, like, you should be, you know, I guess friendly to an extent, like because you, 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 you're going to need relationships. But I think, like, as, as a person in general, you just need relationships. Yeah. You know, we need people, whether you serve God or not. Yeah. Even yeah. serving God is serving people, bro. Yeah, I don't think it's okay to not want friends. I think you need it. You need friends. Yeah, but just be careful about the friends you have. Have friends that inspire you in scripture, inspire you in prayer. Have friends that you can agree with. Have friends that you can have fun with. Have friends that you can laugh with. <coughs> yeah. That you can that you can cool off with. Yeah, have friends that you can cry with. That will fight with you. Have really valuable friendships. And mm-hmm. another thing to invest in people. I think one of the biggest ways to really be a good friend is to show up when it matters. Like, I never, I never think, I, I think it's always like, ha, like, if I to someone that said, oh, I will always be there for you. You're not God. Nobody can always be there for you. Hmm. But they can be there when it matters. And I think that's what's more important. It's more important for someone to be there when it matters than to always be there for you, I feel. Because what of what if they are stuck in traffic? Like they're not going to be there, but they can be there when it matters, and that's what you want. I feel, and you know that's a blessing too. Yep. Yeah. And unlike unlike Chamaka, that is hardly ever there. Either way, lies. I've literally I've literally been by Ricky's side for fourteen years. Say by my side and (laughs) 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 calm down, calm down. Well, go on. How to get my heart? <laughs> oh, so the person slid into your DM talking about how do I get your heart? Okay, tell them. You can get my heart. Yeah, I think I know. <laughs> I, I, I know it's money. I was literally about. <laughs> I was about to say that the way to Chamaka's heart is money. Finish. Have no, I no, speak, speak my love language? I like I like quality time. I like. Do you really? I do. I think I like people who like just make the effort to like get to know me. Not don't don't and don't not not the one that you're gonna be texting me. Oh, what are you doing tomorrow? Like plan a nice no W Y D. I know, right? (laughs) Don't bombard my DMs asking me what I'm doing tomorrow. I'm busy. Tell like send me a nice itinerary and say pick you up at seven. (laughs) Wow, pick you up at seven. Call me like that's that. why she may be dating and entertaining other people too. So you're <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not special, bro. Maybe think of find out the things I like and surprise me at church. Give me a nice Friday gift into my hand. I don't know. Let me get my attention. Like you know. Uh uh-uh, uh, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> like this is this is the loudest your voice has been. Out asking me too many questions. Like just. Let it flow naturally. But when you start asking too many questions, it gets tiring. 
It's true. I always, I always thought that. I always thought that too. Like I was telling, I don't know who I was telling, but I was like, um, sorry, give me a second. I was like, yeah, old people are always um asking, what do you like? What is your favorite color? Uh, do you eat this? Do you not? That's that's dry. Like, what are you doing all that all for? Right. Like, you just get tired. Exactly, but. When when you actually like um when you actually having a conversation like oh in the conversation you will know what the person likes in the conversation you will, you don't even need to ask are you God fearing like you, you don't need the to clothes I wear to church you know the kind of clothes I like you see the kind of hair I I, I wear exactly you know, wig, you, know? you know you know that you know that Chamaka likes crop tops finish oh, that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so don't even like oh yeah i think i think even people say oh is he god you will know if someone is god by the time you start talking about oh um right. uh, i have a prayer meeting tonight and say are ah, you you are always praying they don't love prayer and they are not for you you don't need to ask do you even if they say they pray just by their reaction i heard um i i remember there was this interesting story i remember there was this guy right and then every time I'm like, oh, I have a program in church. You and your church, you and your... Nobody has told you to run. Yep. Yep. Once you and your church, you and your church, mm-mm, sister, they're not for you. Yep. Yep. So, I think I think women are not that hard to figure out. Just just pay attention. Just be someone who just value... Just get, get close to her and pay attention. Right. I think I think so too. Yeah. So pay attention. Actually engage. Actually listen. When she tells you that, oh, I like this jewelry, write it down. Don't come and be asking nonsense. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> so wow, tell me. Tell you. So for lunch. Oh. Thirty dollars. Buy dinner. Thank you. Well, I'll give you Grubhub gift card. <laughs> or do that you can. I'm not asking for too much. So basically, the way to your heart is money. That's all you said. No, I didn't. I said quality time. <laughs> okay, yeah, you did say quality time. Toast me, spin me. Um, tell me sweet nothings. That's yours. Oh, you have, you have words of affirmation. I, I know you do. I do. I. <laughs> Do I really? I think you like to hear, you just like to hear things you already know about yourself. You want some people to tell you. <laughs> you change lives and you're I so know, awesome. And you're such a great conversationalist. Conversation over and over again. That's why you like when I send you letter, um, emails, those long emails, because you just want to hear like, oh, this is what I think about you. This is how I feel about you. Why is your voice like this all of a sudden? Where did your voice go? No, but actually, that's not that's not why I like those emails. Mm-hmm. I think I like because it's sentimental. I'm such a sentimental person. Just because, like, you could you could literally write nothing in the email and send it to me, and it would still mean a lot. Like, if you if you actually just wrote, you no, know, yeah, if you wrote about your well being and how you were doing and things that you were up that was, that was going on with you, like, and you didn't write a single thing about me, I would still think it was special because it's just our thing. It's what we do. We write emails to each other, and it's our thing. So yeah, that's why I like it because it's yeah, it's our thing. 
So, um, what are your what are your love languages? Quality time, gift giving. What else? What's top three? Physical touch. Mm, physical. So I actually I'm went. So- to- uh don't I hate hugs. <laughs> I love hugs. I told I, I, was, I was saying something that I feel like I would rather kiss than hug anybody. Grandma, grandpa, male or female, like not not kiss on the lips, but like I'd rather have like a like a like you know like a kiss on the cheeks. Yeah, like I prefer that to hugs. Like what especially if it's not like a six feet tall guy that is hugging me i don't want you <laughs> because i'm taller than most people and it's so awkward sure, because sure. like my boobs end up being on your face i don't want you, you close like it's just it's very awkward and then side hugs are the worst I hate church hugs no it's not i don't i don't think it's cold i think it's it's awkward. That's what it is. I don't know it about cold. Like there's no, there's no emotion in it. That's no, I think, just, I think, just just the emotion. I think there's like godly, godly emotion, but I don't really want it directed at me. Like, just, oh man, I, I can say some people that give the best hugs. Um, Brian Woods. Brian gives the best and the warmest hugs. My brother Egwana gives the best hugs. Um, uh, Pastor IK gives the best. Pastor yeah, IK does I not give church hugs. He doesn't give church hugs. I love that for him because actually it takes you aback, but he does give nice hugs. I know. Um, yeah. Does, does who else gives nice hugs? Um, Brandy. Um, I don't know. I, I probably would have given like a church hug. I, I avoid hugging people. <laughs> actually, I avoid hugging people. Um, who else again? I think I think that's it. I don't like, yeah, I don't really like hugging girls. Not my. And I love hugging people. I think a lot of people in my life don't like physical touch, so they push me away. Physical touch is seven percent for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I like physical touch when I actually like touching you. If I don't like touching, then I don't like physical touch. I don't know how I feel about words of affirmation because I think I'm the one who would give. Like I'm literally a psalmist. Like, I feel like that's my thing. I would give. Wow, say psalmist. So you'll be stroking the ego. You'll be stroking the ego. Like, oh, you're the you're the lion of our family. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, you're the lion of this house. You're the you're my pro- protector lion and provider, or whatever his last, <laughs> last name. <laughs> okay, so, so for me, top is quality time. Oh, I'm such a quality time person. I like literally love to make memories, create experiences, like. I would rather do a thing just because I'm doing it with this person. So for a long time, when, when my mom would come to the U.S., like we would always shop together. And there were summers that went by and I didn't shop because I wasn't shopping with her. Like I wanted to do it with her. So if I'm inviting you for something, it's because I want to do it with you. I don't just want to randomly do the thing. Um, so yeah, so that, that's what I like about I like quality time words of affirmation comes next you were right acts of service at this point in my life acts of service is big because i'm busy if you can take one thing off my off my plate i would really 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 love and appreciate that 
Um, mm-hmm. And then next is receiving gifts. Even though I really like receiving gifts, but it's not the most important way to tell me that you love me. And then the number one way that I give love is by giving gifts. Oh, wow. and we be liking the gifts that you give. You really give. You really give. give. I, I tried to give you a gift last time, but you didn't accept it. Why? When? When I said, "Oh, I wanted to get you a shoe, and that you should choose one," you never chose, and you never got back to me. Because I wanted, I wanted something else. I wanted. Yeah, but well, why, why, why did you tell me that you wanted something else? Did I tell you? No, you didn't, because you're always talking about like how you want white trainers. I do want. I think now I do want white trainers. Yes, yeah, so I wanted to give you white trainers, and then you just didn't I really. You were giving follow. me like something else, like Jordans or something. I don't know what you were saying. Jordan, go chill. Like until I get Jordan for myself. <laughs> Talking about Jordan, I like you, but I um, do want white trainers though. Which ones? I don't know. I don't know. Because your boo is listening to this, right? Oh, <laughs> the, one, the guy that wants your heart is listening to this. So, so I don't want my money. Please, which ones do you want? Do you want um Air, Air, um, Air Force One? Funny enough, I have these Air Force Ones that I want to sell. But... Do you have them in my size? No, they're too small. They're like size 8. Or Are they white? Eight. Yes, plain white. Men's 8? No, women's 8. Oh, that's really small. Yeah. So, which ones do you want? Now? I, actually which... want I actually would want them though in my size. If someone's size any days. Air Force Air Force ones. Yeah. What size are you? Size nine point five. Women's nine point five. Mhm. Okay. So, um, if you want to get Chamaka women's nine point five. Air Force Ones, just get in my DMs and I'll let you know how to send the payment across. Um, so yeah, because literally the way to her heart is by gift. So you'll be starting off right. At least you'll be, you'll be entering on a strong foot footing compared to the other guys <laughs> that she's seen all at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but okay, so that's what you want. All right, cool, cool, cool. Do you like converses? Mm, yeah, actually, I like uh, what are those ones called? The regular. There's these white converses. Is it the skate? Like the skate high? The the ones that are like high tops. I don't. I don't want high tops. I want. I like. I like high, high tops for the Air Force. I don't mind high tops, but for the converses, I think I prefer low tops. Or regular. Right. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's do that thing that you posted on your story, the one about eight people in your life that you said. So it says people ten people everyone should have in their lives, the benchmark, the person whose life and achievements keep you from becoming complacent. Do you have a benchmark? Um I think that's more like somebody who I look up to. I think yeah, I have people who, I look up to. Who's that? Okay, or name a few. Um, one person would be one of my advisors in terms of like in my field. Oh, so is, are we talking about professional? Or are we talking about in general, or can we talk about both? I think we should talk about it can both. Be both. It can be both. Um, and then I'll say like personally, I think one person who. I really like in terms of like spiritual influence is like, like this. 
Um, Rumi, she's a benchmark. Yeah, I think she, I think she, she in terms of like actually no, I'm gonna say sister. No, that's all right. Yeah, I think in terms of like nurturing people, she like shows you that it's possible to really like nurture people, um, and have that spiritual relationship with them. Mm. That's someone that in that case I would say yeah. Um. And then, but then, okay, okay. So she, I, I would say like she pushes me to do to do more. Mm. I don't. I don't um, know. I, I would have to. Yeah, I would have to think about this. The benchmark, the person whose life and achievements keep you from being complacent. Huh. Um. I think. Okay. I think I have a. Sh- yeah. I don't know. None that I would say. So that's in ministry, right? I don't think it has to be in ministry. I think in general, for me to be honest, like there's not that many people I look up to in life, but I think I pick things here and there from people yeah, that I, I, I like. I would say that. I like that. I like that about you. Maybe th- I like this job that you have. I like you know this relationship you have, like the way you foster relationships in your life. So I think there's not one person that will say I like their whole life as a benchmark, but there's like, yeah, yeah, but different things. Yeah, have. yeah. I think I think that's fair to say. Um, number two is the competitor, similar to the benchmark, but must be in the same field as you. Do I have a competitor? I'm in a class all by myself. Yeah. I- I'm not, I've not really found anyone in my field that I look up to yet. I'm still trying to find my <laughs> this isn't someone. This isn't someone that you look up to. It's someone that stops you from being complacent, like someone that you're in competition with. I'm not in competition with anybody except myself, really, because nobody has walked the path I'm walking. And, yeah, I don't know. I'm not in competition with anybody. I'm actually averse to competition. I don't like competition. I, don't it doesn't... Well, I think it's like... It literally says the competitor. competitor. <laughs> I guess. Anyway, number three is the sage, someone wiser and more experienced than you, whose counsel can guide your steps. Me, right? For you. <laughs> to be honest, I think my parents. I, I feel like, I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Someone okay, wiser. The only people I have that fit that role for me right now are my parents. Yeah, I would say I would say I would say my, my mom mostly and then my dad on some other things. Yeah, but I would like to have like you know someone else too. <laughs> no, I would say I'll say my parents and I would even say Pastor Iris for this one. Mm. Pastor Iris is like the sage for me. Pastor Iris, um the mentor, your life coach or tutor takes you under their wings, definitely Pastor Ketura. Yeah, I this a lot of the opportunities that I've I've enjoyed. Definitely, Pastor Ketura, definitely a mentor. Um, gives you opportunities, open doors for you. Yep, Pastor Ketura. Um, actually, I don't know. Yeah, don't know. so your mentor actually opens doors for you, like puts you in rooms, puts you in uncomfortable positions that actually help you. Like they know how to make a phone call to get things to work in your favor. That's a mentor. Right. Right. Yeah, I'll I'll say Pastor K, not professionally and but generally speaking yeah she would like you know she would give me resources or something like she's someone i can talk to about my field about life and i think pastor iris is of or definitely a sage um in addition to my parents so yeah then you need a pastor i have a pastor you need a boss i have a boss um you need chamaka you need the lover the giver and receiver of love for you well do I have a lover? 
find out on the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> find out after she gets those Air Force Ones. <laughs> um, the mentee. Yeah, I have mentees. Ah, mentees too. It's so cute. Um, the pro, the public relations officer, the person who puts the best possible interpretation to your actions and statements. Oh, I have, I think the best public relations officer that I have is Benji. Like anybody that like Benji, look, I've enjoyed some privileges from some people because Benji said something nice about me. Like if you ask Benji something about me, like you end up falling in love with me because I don't know how she says it, but yeah. I would say Benji. I, I think you're you're a good public relations officer in my life, but I feel like sometimes you know it's icky. But I think generally, what does that even mean? No, no, for look, you can't be shady. But no, I'm just. Kidding. <laughs> I think I, you know what you know what. Now that I think about it, <laughs> I think so too, because I really rate you. Like you don't understand. Like if anyone asks me, like, oh, who do you think Chemaka? Like without even thinking, because I just think you can do everything. It's you, and I value all that you bring like you feel like do you know do you know what's great about you i feel like you feel like you feel like me sometimes like you know how with yourself yeah not not like you and that's not supposed to be like oh i'm this you know but it feels like if i wanted to work fast and work with someone that would encourage me and motivate me and get things done and in the best possible quality, in the nicest possible way, like you're the person I would choose every time. Because like, we're just going to make it better together. Like you're just such a brilliant mind. Like you see, you, you see things I don't see and I see things you don't see and we just complement each other. So. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah, so I would always put you like forward, and then the friend, the one who celebrates you, cries with you, and fights with you. And I have so many wonderful friends who listen to this podcast, who just uh, inspire yeah. me and encourage me and teach me and love me and accept me. Ah, uh, Chamaka, that's something I've been so blessed with. People that just really accept me. Um, that's important in life, to be honest. That's true. Like, to just feel safe to be yourself. Yeah. I remember one time I was with my dad and he was looking at me, he was laughing and he was like, he was like, do you know that you're an instigator? <laughs> yeah. He's like, you're always, insti- and he, you know, he meant it like a good and a, and a silly way sometimes, but he was like, you're actually instigating things. Like whenever I think something that is happening, he's like, sometimes I'm in Nigeria with your mother, but you, you, you know what's going on better than even I do. Like you're always about starting something. And I'm like, you know, that's, that's true. So yeah, I'm I'm thankful for my friends and thank for Chamaka obviously for doing this again with me. Yeah, we've, we've gone very long again. <laughs> we've gone super long. Um, but we'll see. Maybe we'll keep, we'll find a way to shorten it. But yeah, thank you so much for listening to our episode. Thank you, Chamaka, for your not so great advice and. <laughs> I love you all. Essentially, just follow God and you know. Yeah, just- you know, don't don't be getting your advice off podcast only. <laughs> but I'm sure that we said something that really made sense and really stood out to you. And I hope that they guide you and help your relationships going forward. Be nice, be the light, and um, yeah, be you. Because nobody wants the counterfeit version of someone else. They want you, and you have something special that no one else can give.
Amen. All right. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Bye.